Father, so grateful for this moment, so grateful for this opportunity. God, you know every situation, every circumstance, you know every person that's in this moment, here in this building and those that are watching online. Father, help me to communicate, to articulate. Father, that answers and help would be released, that we'd leave this place better. God, thank you for the precious family of celebration. Thank you for those that are visiting here today. Father, take this moment and change our lives forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. In Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19, I want to read this story in the Bible. I've preached many times from this story, but there is a, um, there is a principle here that really will help you to live a victorious life. Now, when you, you hear it, it's going to seem so simple, but I'm here to tell you it's the most powerful thing that can radically transform your life. I pray you have ears to hear today and eyes to see because I, I, I truly believe it's getting ready to change the way we live. Luke 17, verses 11 through 19 says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria of Galilee. And then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers and stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priest. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, the feet of Jesus, notice what he does here, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were, were there not any found to return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said, Jesus, arise. Jesus said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. I like how the King James Version puts it, your faith has made you, you whole. Um, we're going to talk about, about the power of being a thankful person. More specifically, uh, we're going to talk about the power of you giving God thanks regularly. Um, the Bible talks about here that there were 10 men who had leprosy. Now, in the Bible, uh, there was no cure for this disease. If you had leprosy in that day, it was like receiving a death sentence. Uh, it was a terrible skin disease. Sores and blisters would, would break out all over your body. Uh, this disease would literally eat away at your flesh, rotting bo the body parts away. Uh, I know that's graphic, but I, I want you to get a sense of what these guys were, were going through. This disease would kill the nerve endings, causing body parts to become numb, losing their ability to, to feel. Uh, this, as this disease would progress, the extremities, uh, the, the fingers, the toes, the ears, uh, the nose, uh, they, they would all begin to rot away and literally fall off. Their eyes would become cotton white as the disease uh, would take their sight, eventually just leaving the eye socket exposed. Uh, this flesh-eating disease would completely disfigure and deform their bodies, all those that, that had it. 
Uh, leprosy in the Bible time uh, was thought to be very contagious. Therefore, uh, you were not al allowed to be around other people if you had leprosy. Therefore, they had colonies. They separated uh, them from the general public, banished them to uh, camps outside the city. Uh, they actually became the outcast from society. Uh, they had no hope, those who had leprosy. They had nothing to look forward to. They literally lost everything that they, they had. They lived isolated, sequestered, separated from home and family and friends. The only people that they could actually be around would be other lepers. And by law, they had to keep, this is amazing, they had to keep 50 yards away from anybody else that did not have leprosy. And if somebody came close to them, they would have to cry out, unclean, 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 or they could literally be put to death. And so here are these 10 men in this horrible condition, uh, distorted faces, body parts missing, rotting flesh. They're literally dead men walking in a hopeless, hopeless situation. And it's in this story that we see three things that are given. And I want to talk quickly about those, the first two, real quick. And the third one is really the point to where I want to go uh, here in just the next few moments. The first thing that we see in this story that these, these, these men did is they gave their attention to Jesus. They gave their attention to Jesus. The Bible says they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You see, no doubt they had been hearing how Jesus had gone from village to village and no doubt they'd been hearing that, that Jesus was healing all kinds of diseases and all kinds of, of sicknesses. In fact, they probably heard about the story that is recorded in Matthew chapter 8 where Jesus actually encounters a man that has leprosy. And this man was willing to die. He, he gets as close as he can to Jesus, which was against the law, and falls down at Jesus' feet and cries out to Jesus to have mercy on him. And Jesus does what no others were doing at that time. Jesus reached out and touched that man who had leprosy. And the Bible says that that man was healed. I love to talk about that story because I believe Jesus is showing us that God is not intimidated by our issues and what we're going through. God will get down in the dirt with you. Is anybody excited about that? No doubt they heard about the healing Jesus. So here comes Jesus, and they come out to see him. They get as close as they can, 50 yards away, and they begin to cry out with a loud voice, Jesus, have mercy on us. I want you to notice it was in their hopelessness that they're giving Jesus their attention. They're saying the only way out of our misery, the only way out of our mess is we've got to give Jesus our attention. I think somebody needs to hear that today because the first thing that you need to do in your mess, the first thing that you need to do in your hopelessness, regardless of your situation, I'm here to tell you, you need to give Jesus your full attention. That's a great place for somebody to shout, somebody to clap. In Matthew 6, 34, here's what it says. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. 
Come on, let's get off of those phones. Let's get off of the, 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 the social media. Let's, let's get our eyes on Jesus. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. Oh, that's a good word right there. Come on, somebody need that? Why? Because God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up. I'm here to tell you, getting your attention can change your your life. I know it's simple, but it can change your life. We see that in the Old Testament where the children of Israel are in the, in the desert, in the wilderness, and the Bible talks about a time where many of them were being bitten by snakes. Hundreds and thousands of them were being bitten by poisonous snakes, and God has Moses make a rod with a serpent, uh, uh, a serpent on a pole, and, and, and he has Moses raise up that, that rod and he, he tells the people, everybody that, that fixes their eyes, that gets their eyes on the serpent on the pole, which was a type, was a picture of Jesus, everybody that gives their attention to Jesus will be healed. And the Bible says those that gave Jesus their attention, the plague, the sickness, the, the poison stopped in their bodies, and they were healed. I'm just here to tell you, it pays. It pays to give your attention to Jesus. And then we see these 10 men give their obedience to Jesus. Not only did they give their attention, but they gave their obedience. Jesus tells these diseased men, he gives them the instructions to go show themselves to the priest. Now, in that day, what you had to do if you were healed of leprosy, you would have to go to the church. You would have to go to the temple. You would have to go to the priest, and the priest would inspect you. And if you were healed, then he would reinstate you into the public uh, community. And so the Bible says that Jesus said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says, as they went, hear me, as they went, they were healed. You need to catch that. As they were going, the disease left their body. The sores began to dry up, and they were cured of that disease. I, I, I often think that we underestimate the potential of what can happen if we would just do what Jesus says to do. Can't get no amen there, but I'm here to tell you, the mother of Jesus had this principle down. She says, whatever he says to do, just do it. Maybe you won't listen to the mother of Jesus, and maybe you won't listen to Jesus, but maybe you'll listen to Nike. Just Come on, I think we underestimate. You need to open your Bible and find out what Jesus is saying and just start doing that, and you would be shocked. You would be amazed how powerful it would be, how much your life would change. I love these guys because they're giving their attention to God. And then whatever Jesus is saying to do, they're just willing to do it. We need to stop fighting the word and start obeying, obeying the word. Are you here? All 10 men gave Jesus their attention. All 10 men gave Jesus their obedience, and we could spend the rest of the time talking about each one of those points. But this is why we're here today, those that are in this building, those that are online. I believe this is the assignment, and it is the third point. It is this, it is this right here. Again, 10 gave their attention, 10 gave their obedience, and number three, 
but only one of them gave Jesus thanks. Only one returned to Jesus and gave thanks. The Bible says one of them fell at Jesus' feet and begins to thank him. One of them said, I have to go back. He's done too much for me, and I've got to let him know how grateful and how thankful I am. And the Bible says, I love this part, that with a loud voice, he began to thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just got to tell you, Jesus, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Jesus, for touching my life. Thank you for giving my life back. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. The Bible says with a loud voice, he began to shout out, thank you, Jesus. I mean, think about it. This guy has just been healed of a terminal disease. His life was over, but now he's gotten his life back. He can go back to his family. He can go back to his home. He can go back to his friends. He can now go back to his career. He is free from all the pain. No wonder why this guy is getting so loud. Now, apparently, Jesus was not nervous about this guy getting loud like some of you are nervous about me getting loud. Notice that Jesus doesn't look to this guy and say, hey, that, that really isn't necessary. You need to bring it down a little bit. You need to be quiet. No, in fact, Jesus says something quite the opposite. Jesus says, where are the other nine? Why aren't they making any, any noise? Isn't that interesting? It's easy to get loud when you need something from Jesus, isn't it? Maybe I ought to say that again. It's easy to get loud when you need Jesus to fix your money. It's easy to get, oh, Jesus, help. Oh, Jesus. It's easy to get loud when you need a miracle in your marriage. It's easy to get loud when you're, you're on your deathbed. It's easy to get loud when the doctor says you have cancer. When you need something, it's easy to get loud. And then it's really easy to forget about the one that fixed it when you get it. But not this man. He not only got loud to get the healing, but he's getting loud to thank God for the healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for giving my life back. I wish somebody could just help me take a thank break right now. Somebody ought to just thank Jesus. Now, now, now I want you to sense this tension here because, because this really did bother Jesus, your master, your savior, the one that you get teared up about in church. This situation really bothered Jesus. He said in verse 17, Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the nine? Does only this foreigner return to give glory to God? Well, why, why is it just one that is returning to give glory to God? And, and I need to make sure you understand this, that when it says give glory to God, it also means to magnify God. To glorify God means to magnify God. Why, why didn't the other nine return to magnify the Lord? Why, why didn't the other nine return to glorify the Lord? And here we are. Don't, don't miss it today. This, this is... 
This is why we're here. This is the huge principle that will change your life. Jesus was asking, why weren't they glorifying God? Why weren't they magnifying God? I healed them. Where are they? Why aren't they glorifying me? You see, the Bible is very, very clear over and over. I'll show you one verse that we are told as believers to magnify the Lord. Psalms 34, 3 says it this way. Oh, magnify the Lord. It's not a suggestion. This is what the Bible tells us to do. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Now, that word magnify could be interchanged with glorify. Some translation says, oh, glorify the Lord because to glorify the Lord is to magnify the Lord. Where are we going with this? Well, well, what does it mean to magnify the Lord? You, you know, it means, to, it means to make him bigger. Isn't that what a magnifying glass does? It doesn't really make the, the object bigger. It just makes it appear bigger. I, I'm so grateful for the magnifying mirror the older I get. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful for the magnifying glasses the older I get. I, 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 got, I got in my magnifying mirror the other day, and I seen details that I haven't seen. I seen hair growing where hair should not be growing. That's, that's, that's some revelation. That's, some, that's why some of you came this morning, get you a magnifying mirror. You can see things that you don't normally see. Not that it makes them bigger, it, but it, then it makes them appear bigger in your life. With God, he's as big as he'll ever be. He's not going to be more powerful. He's not going to be more mighty. God is as big as he'll ever be. But for him to appear bigger in your life, you're going to have to learn to magnify the Lord. Oh, somebody's got to get it today. So what Jesus is really saying in this story, what Jesus is really asking to this individual is why aren't the other nine making God bigger in their lives? That's what Jesus is saying. Why did the other nine just go back home? Why aren't they here glorifying God? Why aren't they here magnifying God? Why aren't they here making God bigger in their lives? How many of you know, and how many of we, and let me just say it like this, how many of you need God to be bigger in your life? How many of you need God's provision to be bigger, God's peace to be bigger, God's joy to be bigger? How many of you need God's blessings to be bigger? How about the favorite? Anybody need that to be bigger? Jesus is asking, why aren't they making, this is, this bothered Jesus. It's huge, it's a huge part of the story. Why aren't they magnifying me? Why aren't they making me bigger? So it's obvious, hear me, the next thing that needs to be asked is how do I do that? God, 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 if you want me to magnify you, if you want me to make you bigger in my life, then how do I do that? And it's in this story that gives us the answer. And I want you to look at it again as the worship team comes back. Luke 15, Luke 17, verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, magnified God. How do I do that? And fell down on his face at his feet, 
giving thanks or giving him thanks. Jesus said, why didn't they come back and glorify me? Why didn't they come back and make me bigger? How do we do that, Jesus, the same way this man did it? He came back and glorified God. He came back and magnified God. How did he do that? By giving God thanks. I'm here to tell you this revelation, this principle, this truth can literally change your life forever. To glorify God, to magnify God is to give thanks to God. When the Bible says magnify the Lord, don't, don't act like you've always known this. Say, well, 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 why isn't God bigger in your life then? I'm having to be reminded of this. Randy, you're, you're not magnifying the Lord. Why? Because you have forgotten how to make him bigger in your life. And, and I got to say it again. Do you need God to be bigger in your life? Or are you happy with the size of God that you have? I'm here to tell you there's more of God. There's more of God. There's more that he has for you. There's more details that you need to experience. To glorify God, to magnify God, one of the greatest ways throughout all of Scripture. It's not the only way, but I'm here to tell you, as a student of the Word that's been at this a long time, the greatest way, there's more verses in the Bible that tells us the greatest way to glorify God, to magnify God, to make God bigger in your life is to open up your mouth and start giving God thanks. Psalm 69:30 reaffirms this. Notice what the psalmist says. I will sing praises to God's name. I will magnify him. I will glorify him. I'll make him bigger in my life. How am I going to do that? As I give him thanks. You magnify God when you give thanks to God. Listen, the devil knows the Bible more than you do. Think about it. When's the last time you gave thanks to God? The enemy is scared spitless of you coming into an understanding and putting this in your toolbox so he distracts you and keeps you busy, keeps you from thanking God because he knows if you ever start saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done in my life. I may not be where I want to be, but thank God I, I'm not where I used to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for giving my life back. He doesn't want you to do that. Why? Because God will get bigger in your life. Healing will get bigger in your life. Deliverance will get bigger in your life. Come on, healing and wholeness. God's blessings and God's favor.
Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 